D-S-N-Y. Again, it is almost Christmas time. Might be the last show before the new year, but hey, we're here. Uh, Lean, what's good? I'm chilling. Just got back from Florida. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You drove, right? Yeah. 40 oh, yeah. You hours. You drove to total. Florida? Yeah. Oh, by, by the way, folks, I, I should I should probably mention we have some special guests at Yankees Mets Express today, <laughs> along with uh, Josh Benjamin and Lean Amin. You guys know them from the Bleacher Report, the Bleacher Report, Bleacher Creatures podcast. James Kelly and Allison Case, part of the ESNY family. Welcome to the show. That was close. Bleacher Report. There it is. My old stomping grounds. <laughs> well, uh, we're so excited to be here, guys. Like this is this is an honor, but this is also the most ambitious crossover in ESNY history. So this is exactly. this is going to be epic. <laughs> it's a crossover episode. We're going to win the potty. Oh God, that's terrible. Oh boy. <laughs> Josh, I have a, leave. I have a one month old. I'll see myself out. Goodbye. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we are going to win all the podcasting awards. Uh, anyway, so Lean, yeah, you drove to Florida. Tell us about yeah, that. man, it was tough. On the way there, um, I stopped in North Carolina. So we went to a place called Fort Walton Beach. It's like, if you know, like Florida's Panhandle, that's where it is. It's right underneath Alabama. So oh, you know, it, it, yeah. is this part? Is this part of like like what is it? What's that show? Florida Shore. Is, is this oh, really- oh my god is that like a florida rewrite of jersey shore because that sounds yeah. like the worst yeah, that's thing what that it television sounds- has to offer no that, that's exactly what it is my brother watches it non-stop i mean okay oh, i'm boy. guessing that fort walton beach is part of that yeah um yeah. yeah right under alabama so on the way there we drove like almost 10 hours stopped in north carolina and then continued on that was rough we were tired for like two days after that but then on the way back stopped in like on the border between Georgia and South Carolina and then I stopped again in Richmond Virginia so I split it up over three days uh it took some time but like obviously it was you know much more bearable that way just got back yesterday so what so what did you do in Florida like were you just like seeing chilled on the beach literally that's it yeah didn't do much else kind of scared to go out because corona doesn't really exist there you know what I mean yeah 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 well yeah we uh we made it through the snowstorm uh james allison how'd you guys survive that Uh, oh that was okay yeah it's the annoying thing is that i have to wipe the dog's paws off every time he comes inside and he keeps he digs and digs and digs through the snow until he finds the grass so it's really annoying wait is is this is this playoff puppy you're talking about yeah, this is the playoff puppy. Uh, the older nice. one, Flynn, he just goes out. He does his business. He comes back. He's a veteran. He's been through a few <laughs> snowstorms. Uh, but no, the puppy, this is this is his first real snowstorm. Uh, he doesn't understand where his backyard went, so he has to <laughs> dig until he finds it. And Al- Allison, you're upstate, so you probably saw the snow and were like, oh, yeah, yeah, I could, this is fine. This is nothing. This is typical. You know how they say about Syracuse. Everyone's always like, well, it's not as bad as what we get in Syracuse every year. So, you know. Um, we got five inches. I mean, that's that's nothing. Like my boss wait, is like, oh my god, I'm so worried. We're gonna have, have such five a huge inches. Yeah, uh, how did Syracuse get less snow than the city? 
Because it kind of came up the coast. It was like a coastal oh, storm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. It could be worse. Binghamton apparently got 40 inches. My brother yeah. went to Binghamton mm-hmm. and he was saying, I don't know if yeah. this is true, but he was saying that apparently one of the buildings just caved in because of how much snow was on the roof. And it, it kind of seems, yeah, it, I don't know if that's true at all. It's but it kind of seems ridiculous. True. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm telling you it's true with absolutely it's no true. research. But it seems ridiculous <laughs> to build a building in Binghamton, New York, and not be able to account for 40 inches of snow. It was like a sports dome. Yeah. Come on. Still. Yeah, I still. Mean, like, you I know, one of those bubbles? I can speak from experience in uh, Saratoga County because I went to Skidmore. My freshman year, uh, first or second week of November, maybe not long before Thanksgiving, three and a half feet of snow out of nowhere. Like, no warning. The college didn't even send a release. Hey, inclement weather coming. Watch for the power to go out. Just woke up one day, and there's a bunch of snow. Then in March, we got a foot and a half of snow. By the end of the week, it was 70 degrees and everyone was outside, like getting some sun. It's wild up there. It switches on you so fast in upstate New York where it's just, there's no spring or fall. It's summer or winter at all times. Summer, winter, or ungodly winds. Yes, true, true. Yeah. Anyway, we've uh, got a great show for you folks. Reason James and Allison are on the show with us today is that we've got, oh wait, I I forgot to tell my orange soda story. Yeah, that's too funny not to share. (laughs) So, yeah, this is my snowstorm story. I go downstairs just to check the mail, and then I, I think I was getting a little laundry out. Someone threw out just an, a case of caffeine-free orange soda. Rightfully so. Just Fanta? Yeah. It's just, someone just no. threw out a, like a 12-pack of this. And I'm like, I okay, well, if it, it's here unopened, I'm going to take it and clean the case off. So, yeah. Fanta, you do please. the right thing. Sponsor, sponsor the show. I, I will gladly hawk your product. The, the the orange, the pineapple, whatever flavors you have at, at my bodega right now. Oh, the pineapple is gross. Pineapple is the best. Shut up. No, I wasn't expecting was to be on the thing. opposite of this as Allison. I did not. I did not expect Allison to be so pro orange soda. Yeah, she's so excited about this. <laughs> orange soda was my favorite beverage as a child. I loved orange soda. So it's really, I'm intrigued. Uh, yeah. I didn't know there was like a pineapple and such. Now I'm going to have to do more research. Oh, There's yeah. like pineapple, strawberry, grape. They're all disgusting. The orange Green is the apple, only good one. Stop, raspberry. that sounds so good. And, and grape is phenomenal. Don't slander her good name. No, grape is nasty. Oh grape is God. the best. Okay, back to business. Yeah, they're, uh, James and Allison are here because we're doing a little bit of a Yankees free agency roundtable. Uh, we're also going to discuss some potential uh yankees mets trades uh allison that was your idea uh have you got a potential deal kicking around in your head no oh that's why i wanted to ask okay <laughs> so, all I right. mean, basically yeah i mean the reason just so you all know the story behind it is obviously we know that the yankees and mets have never been trade partners really for anything huge you know it's just kind of a thing that they've strayed away from they've always said the crosstown trades never going to happen just hasn't been happening well Steve Cohen obviously is in charge now good guy seems like a real friendly dude the Yankees also have needs the Mets have needs like I feel like they could you know they your could feeling handle. is incorrect no chance not a chance I don't know. if there was if there was a way for the Yankees and Mets to start trading again what would be that trade that's what I want to know I think that, okay, this is an unpopular opinion here. And I, I'm also going to make it clear. I'm fully on Allison's side. I think the Yankees and the Mets are going to start doing a lot more business now because Steve Cohen. Can't see he, it. No, no, no. No, Steve Cohen. He's going to be a cap- 
No. <laughs> we are we switching switching podcast hosts now. Me and Josh forever, and then James and Lane. Is that what's uh, happening right now? Oh man! Well, after the orange soda take, we might have to. Right. <laughs> Bye, James. Good luck talking to the wags. Hey. <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, yeah, I think that Steve Cohen, he's like Cashman. He's not a bullshit artist. He'll sit down and be like, "Look, you have needs. I have needs. Why can't we come together on this? Come on, like, let, let's not bullshit each other." That's the same Cashman approach. I learned that I learned that at Foley's from Brian Hoke, from Mark Feinsand, from Bob Clappish during a little meetup they did to discuss all the various books they wrote together. And so Brian Cashman, he is going to sit down with Steve Cohen. He'll probably appreciate his honesty and say, look, here's what I need. Here's what I'm willing to give up. So Cohen will probably go, okay, we can work together, but you got you to gotta meet me halfway on what you're going to give up. There is business to be done both any deal can be made, is my point. And in terms of the Yankees, I wouldn't be shocked that they tried to make a pass at Cindergard in July. Oh, boy. God, this is so unrealistic. I know I sound like, like Yankees really... Twitter right now. I, it could happen. This I... is the, there's no there's no chance, bro. But here's the other thing, too, okay? And you have to remember this as well. Obviously, Yankees Twitter is going to sit there and be like, hell yeah, this sounds great. Let's give him Miguel Andujar, Okay. Not going to happen. We've talked about this so many times on our podcast. Realistic trade expectations, sure. I feel like if it's some sort of like a mid-range reliever, sure. I think the Yankees and Mets could make a deal for something like that. But huge, splashy trades, not really sure that's in the cards. Well, let let me let me ask you guys this. If this like this is not going to happen, obviously, this is very unrealistic from both of your ends. But um. Let's say it does. What do the Mets want from the Yankees? Who, it's got to be young they... pitching, right? Like? I would think so. Someone uh, that they can develop through their system, potentially. Dude, there's that guy, Luis Medina. There's Luis Heal. There's uh, is Ronzi Contreras still around. Yeah, he's there. So, the so these are just like minor like prospect trades. Well, yeah, but they're also like at a point now where they all should be starting the season double A, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe high A at a minimum. So it's not like they're years and years away. Yeah, but these aren't like guys who are, you know, MLB ready right now who are going to come in and help the Mets either this year or next year, you know. I mean, Labor Torres, Yankees want to trade him. Go. Stop that. Oh stop gosh. that immediately. Wow. Oh, my Listen, gosh. Allison, come on. <laughs> Allison, we're guests on this podcast, please. <laughs> I'm sorry. Also, anyway, they have, uh, they have no need for a – Shortstop or second baseman. Yeah, uh, so. they could move Mike Talkman because apparently Cashman's been getting lots of calls about him. Oh gosh, if the Yankees move Mike Talkman, I'm gonna cry of happiness. I don't know about you guys, but I like Talkman. Oh, yeah, Josh, I oh, like him. On. I like the sock man. Yeah, James, James is not like the sock minutes. puppet gifts I used to send him all the no, time. No, those are those are bad. Those are <laughs> terrifying. But no, so, I mean they're definitely. I don't know if they're going to trade him. I think they should trade him yeah, because absolutely. he just has no place in this outfield, and assuming he's health. Just not good at baseball. So yeah. But what what kind of take is that? We've seen how good he is. Last yeah, for year, five minutes last year he was absolutely horrendous. Last, okay, last he didn't year, play last year. He couldn't get time. And when he, he did play, really there's a reason he couldn't get time. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not arguing that Talkman should be playing, which is why right. I think they should trade him because they don't have a spot for him. But I mean, yeah. we we all know here that getting regular at bats is the most important thing yeah. for a player. And yeah, if, yeah, if Talkman's yeah. not going to get regular at bats, he's just not going to play. Mm-hmm. Well, he's yeah, also like, not going to get a big return. So it's 
looking for an outfielder. It could be possible. Mm. Don't sign Brett Gardner. Don't do it. We only heard half of that, I think. Yeah. But no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you what, right, right now, how about trade Mike Talkman? Let, let Brett Gardner walk. Trade Mike Talkman for Brandon Nimmo. He's our fourth outfielder. Boom. Problem solved. Brandon oh, Nimmo is not a fourth outfielder. As much as I would love that, that is, yeah, no. And he's there's just kid. there's no trade there. There's no trade there. And there's it's, literally no trade. It Thank all you. comes back to the fact, first of all, you can't let your crosstown rival fleece you in a trade. You just Absolutely can't do it. Not. You can't have that. No. You can't have that dominating the news cycle for as long. It doesn't matter if if we traded them just so in Dominguez for Noah Syndergaard. By the time Dominguez finally comes up, people are going to forget about the trade. And it should be like, well, we gave Noah Syndergaard to the Yankees and he helps them win a World Series. So... Way to go, that, Mets. You just that, can't have said, that. that said, all jokes aside on Yankees and Mets making trades together, the more the grave reality of it all is that trades between the two are not going to happen, at least not right now. It could happen later. I don't think it's going to happen right now. The last Yankees-Mets trade I remember happening in my lifetime, I, we were saying this before we hit record, was 2003. Uh, Jason Anderson got traded for Armando Benitez. Benitez pitched in, I think, five games for us, maybe even less, and was then DFA'd. Nice. So, yeah, that just shows you how the Yankees and Mets do not talk to but each for other. For some reason, that name rings so sharp in my memory. I Are you old folks? Yeah. We, wait, wait, we Armand, wait who, who's right. name? Armando Benitez? Um, excuse me, we're guests here on this podcast. <laughs> Wait, exactly. Allison. Exactly. Allison. Yeah, I don't know. That name just, for some reason, that's a name that just sticks up there. It's oh, those random names, you Armando know? Benitez. Yeah, uh, I remember him more, not from the Mets and him constantly blowing saves. Uh, when he was with the <laughs> Orioles, he uh, started, I think, one or two brawls between them and the Yankees. The big that's one was why. the big one was in 98. He threw behind Tino Martinez and all hell broke loose. Uh, Graham nice. Lloyd just kind of came out of nowhere and just started throwing hands. I think Daryl Strawberry leapfrogged into the uh, into the visitors' dugout and started throwing hands. So we're gonna yeah. have to watch highlights of the ninety. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, it's got highlights. like it's got like I think ten million hit views on YouTube. It's one of the most watched MLB uh, videos. Jeez. All right, moving right along. Uh, the question on everybody's lips right now, all Yankees fans, as we wait, every day is an anxiety attack. No, you know what? I'm sorry, Josh. I'm going to interrupt you oh, because no. I think what you're going to say is going to be lengthy. Um, as usual, just weekly thing. It's a roast Josh session. Oh, James, this is the reason I'm bringing this up. James, I saw that you retweeted it and we have the same opinion. Allison, I'm praying you do too. It'll make up for your Glaber Torres trade proposal. Um, so okay, okay. I'm listening. <laughs> yesterday, I came across this absurd, absurd um, take on a potential trade. It was basically the Yankees with the Colorado Rockies. The Rockies would give the Yankees shortstop Trevor Story, and the Yankees would give the Rockies Adam Ottavino and oh, Clark yeah. Schmidt. Yeah, and stop. And then there was a little blurb at the end that was like, who says no, the Yankees. Like, this is too much for Trevor's story. So I was like, obviously laughing at it and stuff. And then I sent it to Josh and homeboy goes, yeah, this is too much. Oh, I'm my like, man, sorry, my no. man. What? 
What are you doing? Come on, man. You trade you would trade Clark Schmidt for Trevor Story? Yes. Absolutely. What? Trevor Story is one of the best shortstops in the league. Wait, hold on. What's his contract situation? If he only has one year left, that's a I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I think he's got one year left. Okay, contract. but then you extend him, Josh. The, the Yankees can extend anyone yeah. they want to. They have the that kind of money. Won't, the Yankees haven't even signed DJ LeMahieu yet, and they're going to extend Trevor Story. Are you? That's not the same thing, though. Trev, like they, they're not going to trade away Schmidt, and we'll forget about Ottavino. He's not good, but the, like they're not going to trade away Schmidt without the guarantee that Story isn't going to sign an extension. It's the that Francisco Lindor sense. situation yeah. where you're not going to give anything thing. up for this guy if you can get him in free agency a year later you're not going to trade anything for him unless you know from him yeah if i sign with you there is an extension on the books before the first game of the season the mookie betts treatment exactly i mean i I would gladly give trevor story the mookie betts treatment i'm just kind of skittish about giving up schmidt i mean absolutely i I will drive him to denver like myself and i think you would too i met clark schmidt i have his autograph great guy He's an okay pitcher. I mean, he hasn't really shown the flashes of what we expected. Obviously, he's young, so there's still time. But, like, James and I talked about this hypothetical situation um, on our podcast with Francisco Lindor. You know, same type of thing. And, like, if there's a way to get him and guarantee that he's going to be extended, yeah, do it. I mean, that said, between the two, I'd much rather have Francisco Lindor just because Trevor Story always gets injured. Well, so. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's fair, but you know, I, yeah. Anyway, that's semantics. Where let's the real point of this is that you're not willing to give up Clark Schmidt and Adam Adovino for one of the best shortstops I, in the league. I, <laughs> I don't like giving up pitching. Listen, Clark Clark Schmidt was not ready for he 2020. Not. He would he not, not have he would not have made his major league debut if there was a triple A season this year we, josh and i talked about happened. this in our previous episode schmidt has not pitched in the triple a in triple a at all and right. he's pitched like how like 15 innings in double a he's something? barely he's barely pitched he wasn't ready and it's yeah, just it all. was that situation where the yankees needed pitching so badly that they had to call yeah. up a guy who was clearly not ready to do this yet and even and yet they felt he was ready enough to keep him at the alternate site in case of an emergency well that's what you got to do because yeah. i mean otherwise they're just hanging around doing nothing i mean yeah. you, teams were bringing up prospects that they had no intention of playing in major league baseball just so that they could it's have also their site working it's also yeah. worth noting because i have a i have a friend in philly who uh works as a hitting coach at a youth academy and at this it's the same place oddly enough because they do they it's a youth academy but some pros also go there christian walker goes there from the from the diamondbacks and apparently like the general consensus around baseball just based on watching tape of um of schmidt is that he's a high end two, maybe a three. I could yeah. see three. I'd be fine with three. And I mean, that's I think three nice, four, but he's not honestly. there yet. Yeah. And that's not what the Yankees need right now. They don't need a guy who's going to be a three or a four in two right. or three years. Right. They need a shortstop right now. And if you get, if you got Trevor story, this is obviously hypothetical because it's never going to happen. Right. Uh, but if you got Trevor story, let DJ LeMayhew walk, spend that money on pitching, bring back Tanaka, maybe well, even bring back Paxton because he well, is going to get nothing in free agency for one. I am, get I am actually shocked because um, because Paxton didn't even get a qualifying offer, right? No, because no. I mean, who's going to who's going to sign him? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I this actually bleeds into the next topic perfectly because I was going to say if God forbid DJ LeMayhew does sign with Toronto, with the Dodgers, with whoever. 
Cashman, the pressure is going to be on to go after Lindor, to go after Story, to go after an infielder who can contribute immediately. How do you guys feel about um, the Yankees? I was talking about this with some people uh, today. Uh, how do you feel about the Yankees um, just signing maybe Didi Gregorius or something this season? And then, no, 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 relax, relax. And no, then. Go ahead. And then um, going after Corey Seager. How, how would you guys feel about that? Oh, we love Corey Seager. Uh, the thing that Allison was going on, this is from John Heyman. The Mets have reached out to DJ LeMayhew. No, I'm not worried you, about you that. Too, I'm not you worried too, about that. You two brought this because you're talking about the Yankees. You see what I'm saying? DJ bad LeMay, energy. Not going Allison, to the you Mets. brought bad energy to the show. DJ I did Le- not. DJ, no, 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 no. The only one who brought bad energy to the show here, we're going to have a little guest appearance right here, is this little 15 pound demon who is sleeping now, but probably in about 15 minutes is going to be yelling at me to feed her. She's bad luck. Don't call your child a demon. But she is a demon. Here, yo, pants, look up. Don't wake her up. Oh my gosh, Josh. She's fine. Oh, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. It's they're they're not gonna get DJ. I think that they're doing that just to try and uh, make the Yankees overpay because that just seems like a very Mets thing to do. But it's the Yankees; they're not gonna overpay. They think they're small market. No, oh, come come on now. The Yankees don't I'm think they're you small market. They know they're not small market. <laughs> They're not going to give DJ five years. I don't. I don't approve of the of worrying about the luxury tax as much as they do. But they know that they can go over the luxury tax anytime they want. Yeah. They know that. But they won't. Why are you well, so they, salty they towards do. the Yankees all of a sudden? They do. Did we just come out here to get roasted? Did you just yeah, not for real? Today? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. First, you're, first you try to roast me over the Trevor Story thing, which okay, maybe I was wrong on that one. And now you're now you're getting salty about the Yankees. Are you a Mets fan in disguise? Is like what what's going on? Seriously, want the Yankees to spend, but they they won't. It's because they that's hear you talking badly true. about Aaron Hicks. That's why. Oh gosh. Aaron Hicks for ten million dollars a year, the most underpaid player in the game. I almost bought his jersey after he signed that contract. Please I still stop. Might. Can we can we please change the subject? This is <laughs> no. Aaron Hicks needs his proper needs oh his proper God. respect. James, no, no, like, I'll I'll get us back on track here. I'll get us back on track here. Okay, <laughs> I'm at the point with DJ LeMayhew where yes, I want him back so badly because he he was exactly what we needed after 2018 with our yeah. runners and scoring position problem. The yeah. DJ LeMayhew was the perfect remedy for that. Yes, but. I'm also starting to think a little bit about, you know, if DJ doesn't come back, then, you know, you can go out, you can sign some mid-level starters. You can sign, I, I don't necessarily want DD Gregorius back. I'd rather have Angelton Simmons for a year before yeah. going after that big name shortstop. I mean, I think Correa is a free agent uh, story. Uh, is story free agent next year? Yeah. Next year's free agent. Yeah. yeah Seager, uh, Lindor, if a team doesn't trade for him, which I mean, I, that just trade for him and given the Mookie Betts treatment at that. Yeah, and and if Lindor is back on the market, you never know. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I would kind of be okay at this point if DJ LeMahieu didn't resign, but I still want him back. Yeah, I I am slowly preparing myself for the possibility that he might not resign, and I really don't want that to happen. It would hurt my heart terribly, probably almost as bad as when Robinson Cano walked, but now that turned out for the, for the better. Ooh, Robinson Cano is having a rough month. He's having a, oh God. 
uh, yeah, we're, we're not going to get into that. We might circle back to that later. But yeah, like, uh, but to the previous, to ask the question about Didi Gregorius, I. It doesn't I have to be mind. Didi. That was just like an example name. Well, yeah, like, or I, like I would, Simmons, like what James said. I actually would be very okay with Angelton Simmons just because the idea of him playing in pinstripes, I think he'd look cool in pinstripes as well. Um, oh, get some shortstop defense for once. Yeah, right. <laughs> seriously. Hmm. Uh, I'm not closed off to Didi just because I am a firm believer that having a locker room guy is very important. And with Tommy Canley not pitching next year, we saw it uh, even in 2020, the Yankees missed that guy who's going to like pump up the energy, jump around and like be silly. So Tommy tarp slide, hmm. Tommy mullet. Uh, We're not going to talk about that here. Glass wall. That was fun. Actually, well, speaking- no, listen, DJ, I just have to mention this. Um, I wrote an article back in the very beginning, as soon as he became a free agent, it was like two days after he became a free agent and he was still not signed by the Yankees, which was a big problem for me. So I started writing alternative scenarios, you know, okay, let's imagine if we didn't get DJ back as a joke, I wrote it as a joke and now it might come true. And I might've just predicted the future. What were your uh, alternative scenarios? What did you say? Well, I did actually suggest Simmons. Um, I said either either we're going for Simmons or even bring back Didi for a one-year deal as a gapper until you can get uh, to that really hot, you know, uh, shortstop class of the free agents. Um, so then you have like your pick of the litter, you know, um, and that way you don't have to worry about having them sign an extension and you know do all that, but. Those are my two options. Of course, you could have done the trade for Francisco Lindor because the Indians are actually willing to kind of look at ideas, but you're going to give up a lot. So it doesn't seem to be worth it until you can actually sign him in free agency. So my primary suggestion was Simmons. Who would you guys give up for Franc- uh, for Lindor while we're at it? This is a good we don't have a trade for Lindor. We don't, we we don't have enough pieces for him. It's stupid. Yeah. Outside I mean, Dominguez, there's just, I mean, right. where we stand right now without the starting pitching that we have, we absolutely need Clark Schmidt and Davey Garcia yeah, to right. be on the roster until we fill out the starting rotation with actual pitchers. Because, I mean, we can't, th- that's all we have. We don't have anyone beyond them. Right. And you can't, you can't fleece with uh, Miguel Andujar. You can't fleece with trying to give them back Clint Frazier because we also need him this season, especially right. after yeah. last season's gold glove campaign. Outs Clint above Frazier. average. Love it. Yeah. I mean, you just, there's nothing the Yankees can do that would put together a decent enough package to warrant getting Francisco Lindor. I, I have to say I agree because the more like you take apart the roster, the more you think, okay, who what do they want for Francisco Lindor? Why are they trading him? What are they going to need to make in return? Like you talk, you talk it out loud. And the only real scenario I can think of is that it's July 31st. The Indians have not found a buyer for Lindor. They are absolutely desperate to get something for him. At which point it's a signature cashman fleece job. And I just don't think that's going to happen. And then he goes to free agency. If he makes it to July 1st, he's going to be a free agent next year. Oh, There's yeah. no chance he signs an extension unless he gets that like Mookie bets. Like we will give you right now the biggest shortstop contract in history. If you just sign it. Well, yeah. Like, and, right, yeah, sure. And with COVID, no team is going to offer that. No. 
It's going to be a fun off season next year. And we uh, got CBA coming up. <laughs> Another fun update. This is from John Morosi. Oh, Al- Allison, you retweeted this. James Paxton was at a throwing session for scouts, hit 94 on the gun. As many tw- as 20 teams were in attendance. All right. Oh, sorry, I'm multitasking over no, here. No, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. We do this all the time on Yankees Mets Express. Um, but hey, this seems like a good transition, uh, pitching wise. Um, all right. We all know it. No one wants to say it until some, until I think I did in my last article, the Yankees pitching rotation is an absolute shambles right now. It is it's bad. It's, it's like, it's just bad. Straight it's Garrett Cole and the seven dwarfs. It's that's, straight, that's that's literally it. yeah. it's straight 2006 energy. Like you got Garrett Cole, you got Jordan Montgomery. Davey Garcia, who else? You're going to resign Happ. You're going to resign Paxton. Tanaka's probably gone. Cashman all but admitted it on Yankees hot stove. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, Not good. Anyway, so the question we had for this going on, I should have written my questions down. All right. Uh, oh, oh no, 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 no. I, no, no, no. Wait, wait. Go, go back to pitching because we talked about this last time and I want, want to ask you. Well, well, yeah, I, I, I was about to get to this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, James Allison, Corey Kluber, yay or nay? <laughs> Ooh, like that's a tough depending, one. Depending on what you're expecting and depending on what you can get him for. Yeah. Um, you see this, Josh? Yeah. I don't, I don't think about. you can, I don't think you can expect Corey Kluber. I, we know how Yankees Twitter is. The second that the Yankees sign Corey Kluber, they're going to put Cy Young around his name because they're idiots. People are idiots. Yeah, and you just can't expect him to be any more than a three at best, and but you can't pay him to be okay any more than though a three because like best. I I think that he would be a three at best, yeah. but like we need that, and I yeah think no I would I would be. love to have him at the yeah. right price. Well, it, yeah, it, Josh, all with that see, around the look. I said I mentioned not just Corey Kluber in a piece I did recently. I also mentioned Cole Hamels. I think that with both of them, you need to give one-year deals with lots of incentives because they're both coming off of injuries. Kluber, a major one. He's mm-hmm. had, he's got a lot of mileage on that arm. I think five years in a row, he threw north of 200 innings. And yeah, he's got the Cy Youngs. Uh, he's got two Cy Youngs. He threw one inning for the Rangers last year. He has a major tear in his shoulder. Cole Hamels, yeah, he can still pitch, but he's on the wrong side of 35. He's, I think, 36, 37 right now. So whatever the Yankees do, God forbid Tanaka also walks, it's going to be a series of one-year gap deals. And the rotation is going to be held together probably with Scotch Tape. And it's going to be a lot of spot starts. If you sign those older guys, they are not going to pitch all year. You're going to need Davey Garcia, Clark Schmidt, all the way down Mm -hmm. the process. You might even have to use a six-man rotation. Mm. Yeah, you just can't rely on that many innings. I don't think I don't know if they would go to six man rotation or if they would just do like Garrett Cole pitches every fifth day and then they just figure the rest out. You get Garrett Cole as many innings as he wants. Yeah, is there a mark? Is there a trade market for a pitcher? You think? Because like there hasn't really there haven't really been that many names dangled in the pitching department. I don't, I don't think so. Because yeah, I mean, who do the Yankees have to trade? We don't. We that's don't have thing. anyone. No pieces exactly. Yeah. We don't have anyone that's close to the major leagues. Our lower level guys are. It's the lowest their value is ever going to be. Yeah. So it's just it doesn't make sense to. I mean, people are throwing Jason Dominguez into trades without it's, this kid ever ever played a professional baseball game it was like can we just wait and see what he is first because if you want to trade him let's maybe wait until he's at least in like double a and then you're going to realize like hey if we throw just Dominguez in a trade we're getting back the best player in baseball 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I think it would be a good idea if the, for the Yankees if they're going to prioritize pitching and free agency. I think it's a great idea to go after Jose Quintana. Yeah, it's not bad, but again, it's it's not it's not aces. We don't have we don't have a second starter. Quintana, yeah. he could probably he could probably fake it as a number two. But like, you can't win a World Series with Quintana yeah. as your number two pitcher. Well, that's Quintana, it also it also depends on on his luck because if you look at his numbers with the Cubs, bad luck has a lot to do with it. He there was a lot of hard contact. Doesn't give up a lot of home runs. Doesn't really walk guys. His problem is he gives up base hits and they're just falling in. So, Actually, speaking of the Cubs, what do you guys think of? Someone mentioned this to me the other day. Hendricks. I like Hendricks? I like Hendricks a lot more than yeah. I probably should. Yeah, yeah he, he could strap. He's good. Uh, I say this as someone who has traded for Kyle Hendricks and MLB the show multiple times. I actually really like Kyle Hendricks. Huh. I think there's something to be said about guys who don't have a lot of velocity but can spin and who can spin and change up and induce soft contact. But again, Kyle Hendricks. It's like James has said several times, the Yankees don't have the pieces to make a trade. Plus, Hendricks just got paid, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what his contract is. But yeah, the Cubs up. the Cubs have to blow it up, though. It's it's over yeah, for the exa- Cubs. Dude, they might trade even, like, Contreras. Like, they're just... And know. Chris Bryant. They, they called the yeah. Nationals about Chris Bryant. I mean, Bryant um, should be traded, though. He, he's a hot mess, and he can't stay healthy, so... Yeah, oh, man. Kyle, uh, Kyle Hendricks, he's due to make $14 million, uh this season, then $28 million over the next two. He's got a vesting option for 2024. Yeah, for that, I don't like that. I don't like Hendricks yeah. for that much money. Yeah, yeah, it's too much. Yeah, I love, I love the arm. I think he could play, but, again, the Yankees don't have the pieces, and that's way too much money attached. Yeah. They're going to have – yeah, that's the sad truth. Unless Tanaka is hell-bent on re-signing in the Bronx, which for all we know, he might be. I said I read something. I think it was from – I think it was Brendan Cuddy, but I'm not sure. Apparently, he, he's entertained the idea of playing in Japan for a year and then coming yeah. back, which – Yeah, his I, his uh, his first professional team offered him the equivalent of $25 million for a oh, one-year oh, contract Rockerton? to go back. Yeah. All right. I missed that. Dang. No, yeah, this was yeah. like three months ago. Oh, I, mean, oh. Well, I still missed it. Yeah. yeah. Allison, what are your thoughts on all this? Are we are we destined for scrappy pitching in 2021? Honestly, I'm a big fan of having that veteran presence in the rotation. Obviously, you have Garrett Cole, um, you know, who's obviously going to be your ace. Yeah. Uh, that's what you're paying him for. You've got Jordan Montgomery, who, you know, has he's been in the league. He's had oh, opportunities. Clark Schmidt has tried um but i really think having that kind of that veteran presence to anchor towards the end of the rotation at least just being there i feel like makes a huge huge difference um i was a big uh big proponent of getting tanaka back um it sounds like talks have definitely cooled there and it's really not going to happen which really disappoints me um but I, i liked getting him back just from the veteran presence and that's kind of why we, James and I were talking before about signing James Paxson to a lesser deal, um, because really he's going to be dirt cheap, um, you know, coming up in this free agency. And I don't know. I just, I'm a big fan of having that veteran presence in the rotation instead of just relying on Garrett Cole to kind of anchor everything. I said this in my piece recently too, when it comes to guys like, like Kluber, like Hamels, these are guys who have been to the world series, one of whom is one having those kinds of guys in a very young rotation, having guys who know how to win, 
that's valuable. It's along the same lines of having a locker room guy, like having that Nick Swisher, having the Didi Gregorius, having the Tommy Hanley. So even if these guys don't per, don't perform the best on the field, even if they miss, let's say, a month with a, with a bum shoulder, just the fact that they're there offering that guidance to Montgomery, who, for my money, has some Pettit-like qualities. He's not He is not Andy Pettit, but he can uh, reach that level on occasion. And just having them there in the rotation, I don't see how it could hurt, period. James Paxton coming back one year and an option. I'm okay with that. Oh, man. I like it. I agree. I, I personally, you know how I feel about Paxton. I'm not a fan. Never was that big of a fan. But, like, if we end up having to go there, then – because it's it's not looking too good. The options don't look, you know, too great right now. And I don't I – don't, and we don't – like you guys, like what we were just talking about, we don't have the pieces to make a trade. So it's kind of – it's just really depressing. Yeah, it's – this offseason, it's like Game of Thrones where we're just kind of living on the wall waiting for something to happen. Yeah. It, it's cold. Exactly. It's dark. Yeah. It's dreary. But let's uh let's lift things up. Uh, Tommy Canley, I'd definitely like to uh, close out with him. Close out on a high note. All right, let's just establish it here. We all love us some Tommy tight pants. End yeah. of discussion. Thickest thighs in the league. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, Tommy thick thighs. He's an Eagles fan. We're not going to hold that against him. Um, <sighs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Allison's a Cowboys fan. I forgot about that. I mean, sadly, let's, Yo, let's what? the fact that I don't want to be. But Why are you a Cowboys fan? I didn't. I honestly didn't expect this to just be a, a battle royale between Allison and Lean all <laughs> the whole hour. Because obviously I'm a bandwagoner. That's what I do. I cheer on the Yankees. I cheer on the Cowboys. Obviously Cowboys are garbage. You can't bandwagon them. There's nothing to bandwagon there. There's nothing to bandwagon on the Giants either, except two defenses carrying Eli Manning on their back. Oh wait, did I say that out loud? All right, moving back. Josh, just admit that you're mad. Like, I don't... Uh, I admit nothing. You're a a Ravens fan. Bro. Your quarterback is a running back. My quarterback is the running MVP, and I will not have you sully his good name. Uh, he's getting exposed. I'm actually a big Lamar Jackson fan, but like he's 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 a fraud. And the, all right, uh, we're gonna move back to Tommy Canley. There obviously is a precedent. This is something I've been screaming from the rooftops ever since he hurt his elbow and made us all cry. There is a precedent out there to give injured pitchers two-year deals, essentially, where you rehab for the first, and then if rehab goes yeah. smoothly, you pick up the option for the second. Adam Nathan Warren Evaldi, did it. Adam Warren did it. Nathan Avaldi did it with the with the Rays. Uh, could the Yankees do this with Tommy Canley? Yes. Will they? James? Ah, uh, put me on the spot with this one. I don't. I, I don't know. I hope they do. I'll tell you. Okay. Yeah, I. I don't. I don't know if they're gonna be the ones who give them the tier, especially with the quote-unquote money crunch that they're dealing uh, with because of COVID. Yes. I don't think they're gonna be the ones who say, "Yeah, let's take a flyer on Canely for two years and see if he can bounce back." Um, because you know, after those two years, they can just re-sign him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Allison, you said no. Is that your same reasoning as well? 
same reasoning. I just, I don't feel like the Yankees are going to be that team to do that. Um, I feel like obviously the Yankees love Tommy Canely. Everyone loves Tommy Canely. He's hilarious. Like you want to see him mic'd up all the time, but I just don't think that the Yankees are going to take that risk with him. Um, And I feel like they're just going to move on. And that's that, which is unfortunate because he's the best. He's funny. It's so sad. Like he he could have been a, a lot of help this season and yeah you can see like you can see with when he went down just the light was kind of sucked out of that bullpen like don't get it it hurt Adovino too I know I don't remember who wrote it but they did an interview with Adam Adovino I said like yeah like when me and Tommy were together they kind of used us interchangeably depending on who was coming up and playing those matchups because Canely's changeup plays better against lefties Mm -hmm. um and then this year, out of you know, just kind of got put in a position where he had to pitch to guys that he wasn't pitching to in 2019. Yeah, and he got hammered all year. Yeah, it's no excuse. He was just straight up bad, but yeah. it definitely did not help his situation. Yeah, and it sucks too because Adam Adovino is that native New Yorker who grew up in Brooklyn, is a Yankees fan, live like still lives in New York even when he wasn't playing for the Yankees. And so now all of a sudden he has to head to his contract. You're playing for his childhood team. And for all we know, he, they could trade him before the season. It's got a way on. I don't think they can trade him. I think the bullpen is in such shambles. I don't think yeah, they can it, take pieces away from it. Well, I, I said they could, they, they, they could. Yeah, they could. Yeah. yeah Cause like, I, th- I think his name was, was just like dangled or something. They're saying like, yeah, for Trevor story. And you said, no, yeah. <laughs> I will not stand I'm for this. I'm sure he's abuse. been pushed. I'm sure he's been pushed in other deals too, uh, whether they're real yeah. or not. I'm sure there have been talks surrounding him as well. Right. Um, just due to his performance last season, but the value that he still holds. I don't know. It- I just, I don't see like a lot of teams wanting him because also he stinks and it's a bad deal. So I don't know. I think though, if, if this is indeed true and they aren't going to re-sign Tommy Canley, I think that what this does foreshadow, though, is that they are going to re-sign Brett Gardner, even if it's just to be the fourth outfielder. Allison got so happy at that. Yes. Just, and so did Lean. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is, is that a Brett Gardner plushie? Uh, oh, my gosh. She's got so much Guardy stuff. So much Guardy stuff. Yo. I don't even have my Brett Gardner bobblehead anymore, I don't think. And that's because my cat broke it. Oh, that's I don't I like your cat. The, I broke the Brett Gardner bobblehead I had too. I broke his arm clean off. Oh my gosh, a, what's wrong with abuse. you? Abuse. I, I don't know what happened. I just literally moved him and his arm fell off. No wonder his, he's been struggling so much. That's like a voodoo doll thing you did. No, 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 listen, I warned everyone. I said, I'm sorry, I did this. So if he's bad, like it's my fault. I accepted full responsibility for the end of the season and what happened. Anyway, I think okay. that the point being, if Canely isn't going to come back, Gardner has to because he's that prankster in the locker room. He's crazy. He's feisty. He's going to bang the bat on the roof and piss off the umpires. Uh, even though he's very frustrating to watch, I will admit it. I do love me some Brett Gardner. We talk about this all the time. I don't think Brett Gardner is just the prankster. I think he's just the team bully. 
You look back at those videos from from spring training last year when he when he ripped Tyler Wade's shirt while he was mic'd up, and Tyler was like, "Oh man, that's that's unbelievable!" Oh, Guardy, and you just know he went back to the locker room after that and was just crying in his locker. Like, God, I don't know why he's always picking on me. Yeah, I mean, Brett Gardner stole Clint Frazier's turtleneck, wore it in the game, and then apparently he also stole a pair of his shoes, which I think is really funny. Clint Frazier has enough. Shoes shoes Clint Frazier does have enough shoes Clint Clint Frazier has a shoe problem I tell I tell my wife Caitlin all the time because Frazier's her favorite player a because he likes shoes b because he's got two orange cats and we have an orange cat so so I don't know I gotta get the I gotta get the two of them together maybe I'll give her a hall pass with Clint Frazier for a week just like hey just sit sit with each other for a week and trade shoes Make yourselves happy with that. He's he's got a problem with his shoes too. He they got like the the, the gold and the purple and like like the wingtips on the end. What's he doing? What it's what is so he trying cool. to style? Yeah, he man. likes he flash style. here. Yeah, I, I don't Gosh, get don't the, be mad because you don't know how to dress. I, don't know. I mean, look, I, I prefer to be comfy. <laughs> They probably I'm are comfortable. They're like sneakers. That's yeah, true. yeah. I, oh god, I I realized walking through the snow the other day. A, I haven't owned a proper pair of boots in years, and B, I've been overdoing new pair of sneakers for at least a year. Okay, there you go. Go buy yourself a pair of Clint Frazier sneakers. Yeah, he's tagging all the designers and everything, yeah. so just look them up, buy true, a pair, you guys can match too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and I, and uh, we don't have a lot of time left, but uh, Allison, apparently, wait, you mentioned something to James earlier about the wags. What's that all about? Oh, yeah. Allison, Allison is the queen of the wives and girlfriends club. Uh, all the all the players' wives and girlfriends, like Allison, is there is their Are you hero, all up say. in their DMs? Uh, yes. Um, so, so just so I mean, all of your audience now knows me. Um, I am obsessed with the baseball life, just in general. Like I love it; it's amazing. But the best thing that I've ever done was start to develop relationships with the wags, the wives and girlfriends. So um, most recent was uh, Clint's Clint's girl. Um, oh, he's a pediatrician. It's unbelievable. She's the most interesting person in the world. She is, and you know what we have said i have said this i called it she has changed clint frazier for the better and i'm so so happy that they met like it just makes me so happy but yeah because he yeah. was off the market for a while from what i remember After yes. faith, yep. we liked faith too we liked faith a lot and i still like faith i still follow her on instagram we chat occasionally it's fine um yeah. but kaylee um she was a private account and she accepted my request to All follow right. her. So big steps. Also, Glaber Torres' wifey accepted my request to follow her as well. I'm still waiting on um, Elise Higashioka. Nice. Uh, I had a really great relationship with uh, Jackie Frazier, Todd Frazier's wife. Oh, um, nice. Still follow her and everything like that. But just... I, I do this. I don't know why. Like, it's a weird thing for me. Um, and who else did I follow this week? Uh, oh, James, you want to tell them who I followed this week on uh, Instagram? Oh, I don't remember. Clint Frazier's mother. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. We just talked about this earlier today. I follow Christian Yelich's mom on Instagram. Okay. I'm going to go her next. Um, she, but look, like, she looks like his sister. Just be prepared. 
interesting yeah all i know is that i try and follow the wives and girlfriends because it's so interesting to me just like the way that they the way that they live you know they get to go to all the games they get to go into the clubhouse like they get to do all these awesome things without actually being like on the field every single day but they do so much and like seeing how like kaylee has changed things for clint is just awesome and i love it and i respect her yeah, he even, um, I saw on Twitter, like he's tweeted a, bu- a bunch of times that, you know, how much of a positive impact she's had on his life and stuff. And that's really cool. Um, but Allison, I have a question. What do you like, when you talk to them, what do, what do you like ask them and stuff? <laughs> this is so cool. Oh, I don't to- ask them anything. I just chit chat, you know, develop the relationship. That's so like, how do you, what do you start by saying? Like how just does- type them up in the Instagram comments. No, I don't go in the Instagram comments. I go in the DMs. So usually Ooh. someone posts something like on their Insta story and I'll respond yep. to it. So like okay. Kaylee posted, you know, something, it must've been like something about how she was studying to be a nurse. And I was like, listen, I work in the healthcare field as well. Thank you so much for all you do. And she's like, oh my God, you know, and I was like, yes, okay, I'm in, you know? <laughs> and then I actually, I messaged her today, like congratulating her, whatever. And she liked it as well. Um, but you know, it's just, you just kind of got to slowly, but surely develop the relationship. You can't move too fast. Cause if you move too fast, you're going to scare them away. You don't want to yeah, do you're going to become Brett Gardner's stalker, which we're oh still my. not convinced wasn't Allison. Stop. It wasn't me. <laughs> oh yeah. I, for, I forgot about this. I forgot that was a story. Allison, yeah. Allison got a shout out on, um, uh, on the Barstool Yankees podcast, a short porch. They went over, <laughs> like, yeah. There's this, there's this girl on Yankees Twitter, Allison. <laughs> It was everyone thought it was her. You get the <laughs> shout outs on short boards. You get the shout outs on R2C2 on more than one occasion. You're everywhere. Yeah, see, listen, you have to you have to be out and about. But the big thing with the wags, too, is just to just to encourage them, especially as a woman, you know, women, women supporting women. That's the big thing. Yeah, it's absolutely. Because it's not all about their their husbands and stuff like that. It's about them too. Like a lot of them post things about mental health and stuff like that, which I greatly appreciate. Mm -hmm. Um, I talked to actually Aaron Hicks's ex, uh, ex ex-girlfriend, um, Jessica, they're no longer together, but they have two people. Oh no. You didn't know that? No, I missed that. Oh, I'm so sad. She and I chatted occasionally too. And, you know, I still follow her and stuff like that, but it's, it's all about women supporting women. That's the big thing. And I think that's kind of why I enjoy chit chatting with them. They just happen to be baseball wives, which is really cool to me because I've always wanted to be one. (laughs) Maybe one day. I mean, I got, I got into Jonathan Holder's DMs last year. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good. Good job. Uh, Did you scare him away? I don't think I scared him away. It's like we we DM'd like once for like ten minutes, and that was it. I like I asked him what kind of dog he had because he posted a bunch of videos of his dog to the Insta story, and he actually responded. And I was like, "Oh shit! I wasn't expecting that." Great, <laughs> right? Exactly. Just gotta weasel your way in there. We got this. It's like it's a new kind of reporting. You go through the wags first, then you get to the players as well. That's uh, how you get to CC Sabathia. Everyone knows you go to Amber first. Exactly. Oh man, I can exactly. now. I gotta listen to Amber's episode of R two C two. That's gonna be so yes, much fun. I do as well. It was <laughs> awesome. I did that event a uh, couple weeks ago for the Players Alliance charity. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just awesome watching Amber just tell everyone where to go and what to be doing. I, like she was in charge of the entire thing. Yeah, she's definitely got the uh, got the take charge energy. It's great. Um, there was something else I was going to say on that front, but I completely forgot what it was. 
Yeah, it'll come back to me. Well, any WAGS questions, send them my way. I can give you the inside scoop. It's fine. And I'm not going there to collect gossip and information. I just want to be friends with people. And if any gossip or information happens to find its way into your DMs, that's what it is. No, Uh, I wouldn't do that. I just want to be friends. (laughs) uh, See, I actually, I got a WAG story of my own. I completely by accident started following Blake Snell's girlfriend because I, I, I followed her a couple of years ago just because oh, I, I think she was dating a basketball player at that point and then she just kind of graduated to Blake Snell because I realized like I'm just watching her Insta stories during um, the World Series. Wait, that's a big, tall, doofy white guy who sounds like a rapper. Let me golf swing. Oh, that's Blake Snell. And I just want to point out, he has not worn a single piece of Rays gear at all this offseason. I think that uh, somebody wants out. Well, they basically said that they were willing to trade him, yeah. which is so absurdly stupid that it's like, I'd be pretty pissed off too if I won a Cy Young for your team not two years ago. And two years later, you're like, yeah, we're willing to hear offers now that he's finally scheduled to make a $3 million raise. Uh, well, I mean, this $3 is, million, this is, where, is that really that much? This is where ESNY is going to turn to InfoWars for a second. My, I am firmly of, of the belief that after the World Series, Blake Snell went to the front office and said, get me the hell out of here. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if he'd go that far. Uh, maybe I after Charlie he Morton. Was, he was left. so, he was so mad at being taken out of the game, though. Yeah, but like enough to demand a trade? No. That was, I, don't, I, I, don't I don't think know, so. Man. He looked pissed. Yeah, I mean, but like everyone again, everyone would be pissed in that yeah. situation. They don't go don't back go and demand a trade. trade. You're gonna right, be, you're gonna be caught on camera dropping the f bomb. That man. Oh God, what, what is this? Are we not allowed to curse yeah, here? Are you serious? Are we adults? Are curse. we adults or not? I'm not saying you're not allowed to curse. I'm just thinking that like with that visceral reaction as he had, it's not like he was cursing and kind of doing it under his breath. He was just like being loud about it. Being oh, come on, you, you've oh seen God. you've seen pictures get really mad at being taken out know. of. I think he was, I think Trevor Bauer threw a baseball. Yeah, over I was the center field wall. I got traded a day later. He was already going to get traded, yeah. though. Yeah, that was already that. in the works. You think it was like one yeah, day? Yeah, Mike Messina. Exactly. I've gotten roasted so much on the show today. I am retiring from podcasting. <laughs> Look what yeah, the three of you did. James, James and Allison, you please, you have to start coming on more often because it's usually just me carrying the weight. Like, and- <laughs> well, I mean, listen. Right. You don't think Aaron Hicks is good? You can't happens. talk. You can't talk trash at all. I mean, I'm not going to agree with the Aaron Hicks thing. Aaron Hicks is so good. Aaron Hicks is probably the best player on the Yankees, not this named is... Aaron Judge or Giancarlo Stanton. Oh, really? He, really? I'm just, I'm just being an asshole there. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I mean, oh, you, you would have that take, so. You know. No, God, then I really would sound like Yankees in some pockets of Yankees Twitter. Now you're already <laughs> there because that Adam Adovino thing. Oh my God! I am never gonna live this one down. I gotta, never, that. never, ever, ever. It's gonna be on your tombstone, John. Maybe, maybe I have to go back and look at that and look at that text that you sent me because maybe I was just sleep deprived when I was reading it. I mean, I hope. Oh so. yeah, blame it on the baby. I yeah. will blame it on the baby. I'm not, a, I'm not above bringing my poor innocent little girl into this. Oh my gosh. She's five weeks old tomorrow, and she's the best. <laughs> Anyway, folks, uh, this has been a very fun Yankees Mets Express. Uh, oh, uh, big announcement. ESNY has been bought by XL Media, so big things coming on the horizon for this show, Bleachers Creatures. Um, you can download them on iTunes and Sp- you're on Spotify, right? As well as uh, Apple Podcasts? Yeah, yeah, I think we're on everything. Great. Yeah, go, subscribe. Yes. go subscribe to Bleacher Creatures. Subscribe to Yankees Mets Express. You could follow me on Twitter 
at Josh B E S and Y C. My apparently hot bad Yankees takes out trades. Mm-hmm. Um, Emphasis uh, on bad. Great. Moving on. All right, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you two, tell them where they can find you on your social media. Oh boy, Allison, Ooh. go ahead. <laughs> me? <laughs> oh my God! Hello. Um, yes, you can find me at uh, on Twitter, mostly on Twitter. Um, I'm the one that does the uh, countdown without Yankees baseball because. You know, I've done it every year. Um, at uh, that NYY chick, that would and, be me. And the Guardy Party videos. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. I have brands. I have to keep up. Yeah. Yes, I'm real simple. Just J Kelly E S N Y. Nice and simple. I don't do any fun videos, so that's just Allison. I mostly just make fun of people on Twitter for bad takes, like Josh. And you, and, and you retweet Aubrey Huff a lot, even though that's just you. It's just it's just becoming a shtick now, where it's just like every time he tweets something dumb, and it happens to make its way to my. Because I have the the Padres Twitter fan base now, and they always talk about Aubrey Huff. So anytime it makes its way over to me, I just quote tweet him like everybody hates you. James, You're don't li- don't quote tweet him. Just screenshot it so that he doesn't get you know like activity yeah you don't want to give him unnecessary attention exactly yeah that's a good i want no i want aubrey huff in my dms let's go i'm ready he's he's not gonna dm you (laughs) he loves you i'm ready to fight he loves people like you (laughs) we'll see james kelly versus aubrey huff in a fight right now who wins my money's on james dude he just admitted to taking steroids like two months ago i am gonna get rocked come on man (laughs) But no, the he's, is, he's, a, he's an wait, asshole, did, but he's still he a professional really? baseball wait, wait, player. Wait, 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 he really? Wait, wait. Yeah. He, admit, he admitted to like, he's still taking steroids like actively, or he took or he took them when he was a player. Uh, he said he he said he took them when he was a player, and then everybody quote tweeted that and said, "Well, why were your stats so bad?" I was just gonna say that he was taking steroids, but he still was like okay. hitting one twenty. Okay. Before, before we go, folks, we gotta let it. We gotta get this out here. Steroids are not proven to actually make you a better baseball player. They are proven to just heal injuries quicker. Read the Mitchell report. There's like 60 players in there. Maybe 10 of them are stars. Everyone else was a career minor league. Yeah, right. But they give you like, league. but you you they don't make you a better player, but they give you power. And they I, they I mean, make it so that you can train more. Yeah. Also, look at Cano. Like last year, it's you know very believable that he was on steroids well yeah but my, my, my point was more there hasn't actually been a study done that links steroids to better statistics is what i'm saying yeah yeah agreed there all right anyway also, uh, i just want to i want to say something super quick i know that lean wants to watch uh the knicks tip off and you know like no, all the nets the, the nets the knicks nets tomorrow. oh my god do so not sorry. disrespect who wants to watch the knicks nobody not one uh, person uh, whoa, whoa, something we can agree whoa. on such disrespect just no just wait just wait so you guys all want to watch basketball right yeah. i'm like ready to watch the bachelorette finale that i'm sorry like this is <laughs> okay silence Silence. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, we we got to start a uh, season six of Shit's Creek tonight, so that's going to be fun. Oh my Ooh, God. All these terrible shows. Shit's okay. Creek is great. Stop. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening, folks. Uh, this has been the Yankees Mets Express Bleacher Creatures crossover. Subscribe to both of our shows. This has been a lot of fun. James and Allison, thanks for coming on. We'd love to have you on again. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Not Great. really, but thanks. thanks. All right, so follow us on Twitter, and more importantly, folks, stand clear of the closing doors.